Well, good morning. It's uh, Money Talk with James Ross. It's coming up to 16 minutes uh, to nine. And in your money today, Carolyn Wright continues from where we left off yesterday on the challenges you can face setting up a self-employed professional here. Uh, Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. Well, I am joined again today by Liam Thomas, who is Country Head for Hong Kong at Sleek. Yesterday, we were talking about some of the most common challenges faced by self-employed professionals here in Hong Kong, and we ran out of time. So we're going to continue today and move on to the obligations for reporting your company's finances, because there's a lot to be aware of there. What do people need to know? What do companies need to be aware of? This is another one where it might be very wise to get someone to help you. Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) So there's sort of two reporting functions that you need to do. So the first is that you need to report your annual return which is regular and that needs to be done in a very official way and it needs to be done in a proper way and that needs to be sort of reviewed by a company secretary that you have as a part of your business. So there's the first one, which is the annual return. But the most important one and, and the one that people and businesses tend to get in the most trouble with is their tax return. As we said in the first interview, very, very great place to set up a business great place for a tax point of view. Dividends are non-taxable. It's a very low, flat corporate tax rate, very easy to do business. All you have to do is pay tax, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really simple. <laughs> Just pay your tax. And then other than that, it's, it's, it's a great environment. And the way that it works is slightly different to the other jurisdictions that I've been in, in that the Inland Revenue Department, the ID, will issue a tax return in a paper format. Old school. (laughs) (laughs) Some things change, some things stay the same in Hong Kong, but they'll issue a a physical form to the business. It's not always guaranteed that you'll receive one. Um, So that is based on more perception of, you know, what they deem, whether or not you're profitable or you have been profitable. So they'll issue that profit tax return. Now, at that stage, a lot of businesses start to worry a little bit and you know they st- they start to panic because a lot of businesses again for the right reasons are more focused on generating sales and delivering value particularly in the first couple of years right it's like a fight to survive being sure. a, a new business so they don't necessarily focus on things like bookkeeping and they definitely don't focus on necessarily delivering audited financial statements <laughs> So you need to have done your bookkeeping, meaning that you need to have management accounts that are signed off and up to date for the year that's relevant to that profit tax return, meaning that you could do it yourself. Obviously, I'm slightly biased, but I would really encourage anyone to get a professional to do it, whoever that professional might be. There are lots of choices out there. (laughs) Exactly. There's a lot of choices, but please do that. And then once you've completed your management accounts for that financial year, they'll need to be signed off by a auditor in Hong Kong. And that's for all businesses. And and something that is actually a real sticking point for new businesses, and it's actually really important, is that even if you have what we call null turnover, so you do no business within the year that the profit tax return is issued, you still have to be audited. So a lot of people get stuck a little bit because they start a business, so especially during COVID, yeah? So Mm. let's say you had someone that was, and there's almost 10,000 new limited companies that are created in Hong Kong every month. So if you think during COVID, you know, how many of those companies were started by people with the right intentions, but were travel businesses? So how many travel businesses were started at the start of COVID? They had no idea what the impact would be. 
And then as you might be thinking, okay, well, you know, I never did anything with that company. So why would I need to pay tax on operations that didn't exist? But if you get issued the profit tax return, you still need to generate management accounts. They need to see zero and they need to be audited. So through that process, you're going to have some transactions, right? What does that mean? That means that to get the management accounts, even if they say that you had zero turnover, you've got to pay a bookkeeper. So that's a cost. So suddenly you do have some in your management accounts. Then you've got to pay for an auditor to sign off on those. So you end up, you do have some transactions. They need to be signed off. You need a full audited financial statements. And that needs to be done in relation to the profit tax return. So just something to keep in mind as well, because not all dreams become realities but you still yeah. got to stick with it of course and and and, and that is you know it, it's harsh but it's true now let's look on a more optimistic side of, of okay. things for for one more sure. question you might start off by yourself mm. but things are going really well and you need yeah. some help you need some staff what do you need to think about at that point okay so i think that's what's actually really exciting about the world that we live in now and I think it's the great thing about one of the values that came out of COVID, right, was that, and I worked at companies which were very traditional sales teams, like you've got to be in at eight, you know, big stand-up meeting in the morning, you know, big pump up, you know, you, you work till 10, you wait till the boss leaves. So I've, I've worked in environments like that. And then, you know, at Sleek now, in, in some of our markets, we're 100% remote. So we have all of our team works from home all through the week, right? And what that's done is it's segmented the way that staffing and the way that hiring also works, right? So for any, almost anything that you need, bar, let's say, a, a delivery driver or something <laughs> yeah. that's physically required to be in that market, I would honestly explore hiring online or digital hiring we do a lot of work with, with freelancers now for, for sort of odd jobs. So here's an example. I need to translate my website at the moment into simplified Chinese. So it's in traditional Chinese, but I need to translate into simplified Chinese. So, you know, as an entrepreneur that's just starting a company, that might be something that an individual would need, right? So let's say, again, you're a consultant. I want to set up a website. I'm from Australia. I'm based in Thailand, but I'm selling in Hong Kong, right? So I need to translate my website into traditional Chinese. I don't need to hire someone as a full-time translator to do that job, right? I could go on uh, upwork.com, freelancer.com, uh, Fiverr, and, and I can find someone of very high quality with a track record and a resume and a portfolio to do that job at a much lower cost than it would be to hire a full-time staff. So I think it totally depends on what kind of business you are. You know, if I look at our own customer base, so a lot of our businesses, a lot of our clients is a set of consultants. So if you think about who you need to hire through that process, you might say, okay, so it's getting to the point where I've got so much communication with customers or partners or third parties you know, I need some admin support. So, you know, you don't need to hire someone to do admin support. You can get someone who's a virtual assistant, virtual admin, 100% purely online, who can manage your inbox, manage your communications. You don't ever need to meet them physically, and you can get that at a really low cost. So, yeah, my advice would be just go into it with an open mind. Forget about how things used to work in the past. Spend some time online, and you can find some let's take india for example you know you can find some people in india with 
significantly high IQs than myself to do amazing work, very competitive. So yeah, that, that would be my advice. Cool. All right. So there are lots of ways and means of keeping your costs yeah, low exactly. whilst scaling up. Thank you so much for joining me You're today. Welcome. Liam Thomas, Country Head for Hong Kong at Sleek. Thank you so much. Great tips there. Thanks, Liam. And thanks, Carolyn.